0: Boom, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Finding the right market. I mean, that's tough to do, or the right marketing agency, I should say. That's tough to do. But today's guest is here to share with us how he's helping his clients go to that next level. So let's do this. If you're looking for an agency, this one's for you. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life prestige, wealth. Freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of... BUSINESS BLOWS! All right, ladies and gents. Most businesses know they need to market themselves, but few actually do it and even fewer do it well. There are so much to learn when it comes to creating content, organic reach, and paid ads, SEO, funnels, and so much more. It's no wonder why many entrepreneurs struggle to market effectively. Today's guest is here to guide us through the process of selecting a digital marketing agency. So let's find out how he's helping his clients get the attention they're looking for. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wendell Jordan. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to the program. Wendell, here we go. What do you think, man? So far, so good?
1: Yeah, this is dope. This is dope.
0: all right, dude. Let's talk about it, man. Uh, my background is definitely in the marketing space. Look at Bobby over there. I love them business bros. Welcome, Bobby. Welcome. All right. So uh, my background is definitely in the marketing space. I do this by creating podcasts on a regular basis and uh, yeah. it's, it's a content strategy, but that's just the tip of the iceberg, man. Uh, tell me how you got into this space. How'd you get into the marketing altogether?
1: Oh man. So <clears throat> about 10 years ago, uh, one of my childhood friends you mentioned the chargers hat right so i'm a basketball guy uh he was my point guard growing up we um he he was making websites and kind of just freelancing it he asked me if i wanted to sell websites for him i told him no i thought it was stupid but he convinced me that it was a um it would be really lucrative and we would be making 10 and 20 dollars per website that never happened but we were able to grow a a pretty robust business we were a full service digital marketing agency Uh, we did that together probably for five, almost six years. And then I pivoted into doing things solo, uh, started a company called Jordan consults. We were same thing, full service uh, digital marketing agency. We did everything from logo design to email marketing, you know, uh, web dev and development. As of this year, we pivoted into, well, actually at the beginning of the pandemic. We started uh, I rebranded again, called myself Jordan marketing consultants brought on a brought on an actual team. And, uh, as of this year, we turned into a, uh, full service SEO agency. So now our focus is that, that, that really niche piece of, uh, helping you in organic search.
0: Let's break this down a little bit, right? Because, uh, Full service marketing, sometimes it it, you know, people don't actually know what they need or what that actually even means, right? I mean we we speak that language. You say SEO, you say content clips, you say, you know, like Facebook, like we speak that language. That's a lexicon that we're good with. But other people, especially when they're getting in the industry, they can tell you all about you know plumbing. They can tell you all about construction and carpentry. Absolutely. But when it comes to marketing, they don't speak that language, man. So really? let's break it down for them. Like If they're an entrepreneur getting started and they know they need to put their message out there, what should they be looking for when they're looking into a marketing agency?
1: I think if you're a brand new business, a marketing agency may be a little bit too hasty, right? Depending on the type of industry. We'll stick with plumbing. Uh, if you're a, a solo plumber you got to think about your capacity, right? You may want to look at some DIY uh, uh, examples, right? Like going to like a Wix or a GoDaddy or something like that, just to be able to give yourself some sort of brand identity. One of the biggest things, something that you just mentioned is like that content piece, right? Making sure that you're on the social platforms that your clients or your customers uh, frequent. So if you are in in the uh, space of of residential uh, services, like a plumber, landscape or HVAC, you want to be on Facebook, maybe you want to be on Instagram as well uh, to make sure that you're, that that you're presenting yourself as a thought leader, right? If you are in some of the more uh, lucrative and and fast starting business uh, uh, industries like being a lawyer or a doctor, you know, starting your own law firm, starting your own uh, health practice, mental health professionals, they tend to have a much faster ramp time. So when they're looking for a digital marketing agency, I think it's super important for them to make sure that 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 agency, hopefully, even if they're the first ones, even if you're even if you're their first uh, law firm, they should have an understanding of the industry. Right. They should understand some of the best practices. You want to be having a conversation about what can they not guarantee, but what does the goal look like and how they can push you to that goal? When
0: when they're getting started, right? Um, I mean, you you laid out a bunch of things here: website, social media, a lot of these things that we need to we need to get started on. Um, There's so many different agencies out there that do these things specifically. I mean, you talked at the beginning; you were like, you know, my buddy was like, "Hey, we're gonna start hawking these websites, right?" And you were like, "Nah, man, that's not my thing." And I'm Mm -hmm. sure, like, when a business owner gets started. Like They're trying to prioritize and and they're usually bootstrapping a lot of this stuff, right? I mean, if we had right. 10 grand a month to throw at marketing like some of these big companies, then we'd do it right, all right, right. for sure, yeah. right? So let's talk about like uh, the ideal client, the people that you're looking to work with. Sure. Walk me through, what does that ideal client look like? What position are they in in their business? Well, who's this ideal client?
1: Man, that's a great question. So <clears throat> ideal clients for us, uh, again, it oftentimes it's not going to be that brand new business. It's the ones who are usually somewhere between one and maybe 20 uh, employees. They have an understanding of marketing. They don't need $10,000 a month, but they are starting to have an understanding of, one, who their ideal customer is, where their ideal customer is located. Um, They've allocated or or they at least know that they need a marketing budget and they have a willingness to be able to uh, take a step back and get away from that bootstrap and be able to say, hey, Wendell, Dell, you know, this is, this is, this is the goal. How do we achieve it, right? And then we can walk through what it looks like to actually get to that end game. Uh, the other, the other big part, something that you mentioned, right? Is like you said, there's a difference between that, that really big company that's got 10 grand, and let's just say you're somewhere in the middle. I think you, you then have to be really thoughtful with who you work with, and and understand and identify that the uh, industry professional that you're dealing with should have the same. Uh, work ethic or grit that you have right because usually if it's a smaller agency they've got a certain level of like your your degree of separation from the work is less so you're not going to talk to four different account ex- executives here right you're going to talk to me we do have a team but i'm in the trenches with my team just like that plumber right that plumber is probably on jobs that hvac person is still on jobs they can speak the language they're able to, to, to communicate to the customer just like their other reps are. So I think when you're a smaller business, I think you want someone who aligns with that because otherwise, at least in, in our experience and talking to some of our, our, our clients, they end up being frustrated because they're just customer number one, two, three, four, right? As opposed to being, you know, business name X.
0: Yeah. And, and it's funny, I love how you say the that you you still run a team, right? Because at the end of the day, we're not experts at everything like I'm good at this yeah. podcast space right this is what I'm, I'm really good at but the other spots maybe the SEO not so good at the public relations not so good at on, on our so, agency I do the same thing I have people who are good at those pieces and then when I bring on absolutely. a client I'm the quarterback right? I'm running the show. I'm your point of contact. Uh, And I imagine the way you're describing it, it kind of works the same way. When you talk to clients, what's the, probably the number one, maybe one to three things that you find is probably their biggest downfall or their biggest hiccup when they're getting started. They got this idea of what marketing is, doesn't necessarily always line up with their strategy or their plan. What's, what's, what's some of those hiccups that you usually see?
1: Three biggest hiccups, big number one, uh, not understanding who their competitors are, Right. Uh, we'll, we'll stick to the plumber the entire way through. If you are a local plumber, and I'm in Houston, right? So if you're a local plumber in Houston and you're going up against surf pros and some of these other national companies, those aren't your competitors, right? Their budget is bigger. They've got a 50 fleet team, right? You need to be looking at some of the other local plumbers. Uh, the other, the other big part is understanding. And this is a hard one, right? Because like you said, we speak, we speak the, we, we know the talk, we know agency talk. When they come to us, especially as an SEO agency, and they tell us that they want to be number one uh, on Google, right? Everyone wants to be number one on search. You could be number five on search and make plenty of money. It's understanding that part, right? So being able to, like, you know, again, that, that's a pitfall because sometimes for us, it's they've talked to two other agencies, or maybe they're coming from another agency that's promised them for the last 12 months, 18 months that they'd be number one at something, right? Usually they don't specify, and then here I come kicking over the trash can and going, "We're not going to talk about number one. I want to know what the conversion rate looks right at number three, right? I want to know what you're currently converting where you are, not necessarily being number one. Uh, I think the third piece to it is like the biggest pitfalls that we see <clears throat> again because we do get clients from other from other agencies. I think the third one is understanding that again, if you live in a metropolis. Right. If you live in any of the major cities across America, it's one thing to be Houston. It's another thing to be League City. It's another thing to be Pasadena, Tomball, so forth and so on. Right. Like you got to know what is your capacity. Right. So you're talking to big, big brand agency and they're having the conversation with you about being number one in Houston. But you're 30 minutes outside of Houston. So does that help you? Right. Or do you have to travel 30 minutes in order to make your money? Not something that I would want to do. Right. So I'm sure the plumber doesn't either.
0: Nah. Well, I mean, Mario travels in pipes, bro. So it's a little bit different if we're talking about that Super Mario. But no, I, I completely understand. Okay, let's let's talk about problem number one, understanding the competition, right? Uh, in, in business, you always know who your competition is compared to, you know, one plumber versus another plumber, right? Mario, mm-hmm. Luigi, Wario, we know all these different plumbers. Sure. but why is it important in the ad space what are you looking for in your competition what do you what things are we looking for in a competition when it comes to creating ads or running a, a marketing strategy what what right. what relevant aspects of our competition are we looking for
1: right so outside of ads let's not use ads right because ads are multi-layered and like you said you and I would could, could talk about it but I, I think we would lose the average business owner uh, when you think about a competitor, you need to understand what they're doing with their marketing. You need to understand, again, when we're talking about search, what terms are they ranking for? And if we're not looking at the right uh, the right competitors, we get wrong information, right? We get false positives. We think we're doing better than, than the tiny shop. We're never going to compete better than the bigger shop, right? We're not even going to be in the same conversation with the, with the people who are running $15,000 a month in ads, right? Like That's not our goal. Our goal is to organically beat out those people that are also in that part of town, right? Like, you know, so understanding competition, I think boils down to seeing how big they are, right? Uh, Understanding what they're currently doing on the internet, even if, and this is a big one for us when it comes to understanding competition, sometimes your eyes are liars, right? You see the same trucks all around town. You think they're a big competitor. Once we get into the data, we find out, you may see the same. They only have two trucks. You're seeing the same two trucks around town. It's not it's it's not what you think. There's actually a couple other companies that are doing better than you as far as the visibility on search. So that's why competition, understanding your competition is is paramount.
0: That's a that's a little bit of imposter syndrome there, right? All of a sudden you start dialing back what you're doing because you figure, oh, man, I can't. Comp- with these guys, but knowing exactly what's going on gives you that competitive advantage. You know what, like, for example, I mean, you talked about how literally you get clients that come from other agencies. That's because you understand the competition. You know why they're leaving the other space. It's not necessarily that that other agency is not good. It could yeah. be something as simple like what you're saying right here, right now, right? Which is what the second problem is that you talked about. It, they might think they wanna be number one on Google and yeah, we could buy our way onto number one, but you talked about conversions, right? And let's let's right. talk about that for, for the, the customer out there who's like, what do you mean conversions? What's the difference between being number one and being a conversion? What How do you get there?
1: <laughs> right, so conversion, right, is thinking about how people are getting to the site and if they're buying, right? Cause you could be number one, for some obscure keyword that really doesn't do your business any good, uh, to, 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 jump off of the plumber. Right. Uh, let's use uh heating and air conditioning, right? HVAC. If you're an HVAC oftentimes you clean ducks, right? Like duck cleaning is a part of HVAC for most companies. We have a client who doesn't do HVAC cleaning. So, I mean, doesn't do a duck cleaning, excuse me. So for us to have him number one, as a, as, as a duck cleaner, does no it, it, there will be no conversion for it. Right. He needs to be number one for uh for, for air conditioner maintenance the things that he does so being able to understand that you can be number one for a variety of different topics and terms that don't actually turn into money for your business right that's the conversion the conversion is how much money do i make at number one versus number three i remember when we were number one we used to have 50 customers a month now we're number three we're down to 45 okay right but if you were number one and you had four customers Back when you were 50, you had four customers. I think we're chasing the wrong keyword.
0: And it makes a big difference, especially when you're talking about Google. Uh, The other thing you mentioned was geographical areas, right? Understanding where you're at when you are creating content versus when you're doing paid ads versus seo you want to show yes. up where it's relevant right i'm in san diego yeah. california i'm selling houses here in san diego california there is no reason why i should be creating ads or placing becoming number one in houston texas for example it'd be cool Absolutely. people you know i show right. up and people might know who i am but it means <laughs> nothing for my business talk to yeah. me about how do i ensure that i'm i'm doing it correctly that i'm setting up my stuff so this shows up geographically
1: Right. So one of the things, and I, that goes back to, I guess, the opener, right? That's where you need a professional. It's really hard to give that, uh, that uh, I want to use the right word, like those details are so fine that it's really hard to be able to, to, to give a, a strong definition. But if you are looking at agencies and you're asking that question, it's understanding zip codes, right? Like the, the most simplistic way as an agency for me to be able to understand is you said San Diego, right? Right. So I don't know anything about San Diego. I, I know it topically. That said, I know you know from the zoo to the beach is relatively close, but it depends on what you do for a living, right? You know, it, it's uh uh it's being able to understand what your main like where your office is located, right? Where the trucks are leaving from versus how far out you want to go. So you really should be looking at. Do you want to spend more than 30 minutes on a commute? Is 15 minutes reasonable? Is it? Is it, and this goes back to the competitor piece, are your competitors traveling an hour, right? Because if your competitors are traveling an hour, especially an hour into your territory, then that means you're doing a really bad job in your area, right? So like there, there's a few different ways for you to look at where you are in locality and in and, and the vicinity of. But again, if, if I had to be hyper- uh, simple than it would be looking at your zip codes, right? And those surrounding zip codes around you.
0: Yeah. The, those make a huge difference. Uh, I mean, just in, just in, in ads in general, knowing the zip codes, knowing your areas, uh, knowing which zip codes—I mean, I, I'm definitely in San Diego. We have different zip codes, and the the type of people in the different zip codes are are drastically different. Whether you're talking in, in income or you're talking other demographics, yes. like knowing yes. those zip codes and knowing what's going on in those areas is also vitally important. All right, let's talk about uh, the process. So, if people want to work with you, if they want to reach out and sure. talk to you. What is that process like? Talk to me about your onboarding
1: process. So, our onboard. I'm always okay with transparency, right? So we are again. We've been in. I've been in business in this industry for ten years. We've been between Jordan Consultants, Jordan Marketing Consultants for four almost five years now, and um, maybe a little longer. But you know, it's it's been a while. Uh, Our process used to be really muddy and it varied per customer. Now, when when our clients onboard, we do a kickoff call. We have. We have the lying eyes competitor uh, conversation where I let them tell me all the competitors they believe are are uh, are the biggest threat to, to them making more money. Uh, we go, we dive deep into the data. About 15 days later, we come back to the client and we go, hey, you were either right or wrong. Right. We give you what we believe the strategy should be. Right. So we've got keywords put together. We know what we're going to do on your website. We understand uh, if there's anything both back-end and front-end uh, uh, content-wise that there needs to be changed. And then we create a plan that's about six months long. So our, our initial commitment with a client is six months because we want to make sure that we get everything right. SEO is not a, a quick turnaround, right? If you're doing SEO for 30 days, you're not doing SEO, right? So we do ask for that six-month commitment, but that kickoff is really the beginning. That first 15 days is what has allowed for us to have lots of uh, really good conversations with prospects is explaining to them that for 15 days, we we dig deep into data. So when we come back to you, we've got lots of information. You've got lots of stuff to be able to digest and understand. And we do it in a very uh, non-technical way. And then from there, every month we jump on a call with the client and let them know what action items are actually being taking place. That's something that I'm not seeing other agencies doing right now.
0: Uh, the follow-up right i mean you got you can't just uh, abdicate your stuff you got to maintain that communication the quarterback just doesn't go on the field to run his own game he's got you know. stuff going on he's taking stuff from 100%. offensive coordinators or coaches or, or it doesn't matter who the captain of the team no matter what sport it is they're not doing their own thing they got a team behind them that they got to report to and I, I love that yes definitely make sure you contact the the uh, the customer and let them know what the progress is man this is what's going yeah. on this is the result especially at the beginning right because at the beginning you you don't get all the results you're looking for unless it's paid Absolutely. ads, and, you're, and even then, when you're running paid ads, you still got to fine tune, split test, all kinds of stuff to make sure that you're running it right. So, in those first couple months, you got it, or the first couple weeks, at least, maybe a couple months. You, there's a lot of communication that has to go into play when when you're communicating with the client of where we are and what our objective is and what we're shooting for. Um, Absolutely. So. It, and I'm going to ask you, when you get that pushback the first couple of weeks, it's not the instant gratification, especially when we're talking SEO. How do you handle that?
1: If I'm being fair, we don't get it because our, our, we I set that expectation early. So in, in the initial uh, before before any money is exchanged, well, we're still in the prospecting phase. Right. And we're having that conversation. I think the biggest thing for us is being able to say, like, very candidly, this is going to be a long game. There are some short wins. Right. And even then. You know, there are times where we can get some really cool uh, data to pop up on on reports in the first 30 days because sometimes people have done nothing. Right. So, you know, now we, we've suddenly indexed the site properly and we added a couple of keywords and now some stuff has spiked. Right. Now you've got this weird influx in traffic. But I'm very quick to let them know that that's false. Right. Like let's not we're not even going to fall in love with it. That is just a moment of time. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna trend back down the real the real the real changes are gonna be seen 90 days 120 days after we start so to be fair I think we do a really good job of managing expectation from day one so that there's never a point after 30 days or even the first 15 where someone turns around and goes you haven't done anything I don't see where the phone's not ringing right like we make sure in the very beginning that they're on they understand that the first these, these these first 90 days are gonna be it's going to be a hard sprint because we do a whole lot of work, especially the first 15. Uh, but those results are going to be long term, not short term. But We make sure that we stress that.
0: So what about a content strategy? I talk to a lot of marketers and they pick up clients. And the downside of picking up new clients is a client might be exactly how you described it. Right. So they got one to 20 employees. They they, they got a customer avatar that they know exactly who they're targeting. They're ready to market. They have a budget and you go and sit down and talk to them and they have zero content. They got nothing maybe other than a logo and a couple of pictures of their building or something like that. So, uh and that's a problem that a lot of digital marketing agencies struggle with is the clients just don't yeah. have anything to put out to the to the world, right? So, how how do you deal with that? What's the content strategy that you usually go with or some cool. something to help them actually create something so you have creatives right. out
1: there. So, uh in, in 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 I'll give you two examples, right? So in, in a perfect world that person doesn't get through the prospecting phase, right? Like, if there's just so little content that there's nothing there, we're an SEO agency. We do content marketing, but at the same time, like what you're describing is, you know, we're not we're not uh, expounding on things. We're creating them from scratch. Uh, if if by chance we end up working with someone who does have, you know, they've got three paragraphs, or, or rather three sentences to a paragraph on every page. One of the things that that we do is part of uh, that six month rollout is take one page at a time and uh, rephrase some of that. Right. Repurpose it. Expound on on on, on what's happening. Sometimes the information on the page it's not that they don't have anything. They were so short and abrupt and to the point that they let they're left with nothing. Right. Like they boiled it down until there's really nothing there. So uh, one one of the strategies that we have is to use what you already have, make it better, make it make it stronger, not necessarily for search but for conversion, right? Because doing things for searches, it's a, that is a feel good game. For us, it's you know taking your homepage that may only have a paragraph or two, taking it back you know into the shop for lack of better words and, and really tailoring it and then coming back to you with it and going, hey, I know you had a paragraph, here's five paragraphs, we've expounded on some information, we did some research, this is some of the things that we think should be included. It's really making sure that um, every single page is optimized for, I don't want to use the word conversion again. I, I optimized for user intent, right? That's another way to put it, right? Is to make sure that when, when we come back to you with that content, it's content that does what you tell us makes the most sense. For some companies, certain pages are going to be um, solely for information, right? Other pages are going to be more transactional where when they finish reading, I expect them to purchase. So, Part of that content strategy is understanding where we want that, how, how we want the flow of the site to go. So as we're going through everything with the SEO components and, and, the, uh, and the actual on-page content, we're sure to understand what the user journey is
0: you guys are on the seo side not necessarily on the ad side but i figure to get a lot of the stuff it kind of works the same way uh lead magnets promos giveaways those types of things tend to help build that email list which is essentially the thing that you're going to be marketing to your customer list um do you guys offer any of that stuff for your agency or or if you don't like what are some of the cool things that you can give away as a company that tend to be popular these days
1: right so as like you you just said it perfectly right. So as an SEO agency, our giveaway is a little different. Um, we are always okay with, uh, with with doing some content audits, right? Like we can, we can do a content audit uh, as a giveaway. We sometimes do full site audits, right? And we give you what <clears throat> excuse me, especially and it depends on to be fair the time of year, right? So there are points where we're inundated with work, and there's points where we're scaling up our own funnel. So during those times, we give away content audits. Uh, usually, it comes with like a thirty-day walk. I mean, a thirty-day, thirty a thirty-minute a 30 walkthrough, uh, where we give you tangible things, right? Because me just giving you a uh, content audit or a, uh, a SEO site audit is useless, right? It's like you know, getting the uh, getting the getting the codes from the code reader on your car and not being able to 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 to, to translate it, right? I don't know what you know. I I don't know what this code means, but we make sure that you at least have at have actionable things to walk away with. So even if you don't hire us, our biggest thing is making sure that our our prospects that hopefully become clients are educated, man. That's our biggest thing. So we give away a lot of information. All of our social platforms are are pretty active and we give away a lot of like little short uh, tidbits and tips on how to optimize and how to do things at a very uh, novice level.
0: Those, uh, that information that value add that's, I think, what makes the biggest difference in the world. I mean, look, check it out. Abdul's over here saying, I, I think this episode's very useful, uh, for me as a marketer. Thanks both. And he says, uh, it's very relatable for him, especially when he tries to deal with clients, it's for three to six months so they can give them some good results and show them their growth. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You were saying pretty much the same thing, especially yeah, when you're talking about months. SEO, it's got to yeah. be more than a month. I understand, that. Yeah. I completely understand yeah. that. Uh, the only we problem is, do three months. Yeah. The, the only issue is, again, you often have uh, the bootstrappers that just don't have the revenue to go that far. So they need some of those conversions up front to kind of maintain. Sure. And I think that's what that's what that's what you're uh, you're describing there. All right, man. Uh, before we head out, because we're running low on time, I want to make sure that I give you uh, the opportunity to tell people how do they get a hold of you? man. if they want to work with you, they want to reach out with you. Um, how do
1: they do that? Sure. Uh, the best way to reach out to us is LinkedIn. Like I said, we also give away a lot of a lot of free gyms on LinkedIn. Our, our Instagram is, is also pretty busy, but LinkedIn is the best place. You can either find me, Window Jordan Jr., or you can go to Jordan Marketing Consultants on LinkedIn, uh, shoot us a message. We'll be sure to get back to you. And again, you know, depending on the time of year, you may even get a free order out of it.
0: Woo, free audits man all right I, I gotta ask you dude uh we got AI coming around the corner making things uh super easy to search I guess I mean it's a little <laughs> bit easier than Google a lot of uh, there's what what I keep hearing is a lot of people in the creative world people like SEO people like myself creating topics and stuff that AI is gonna kind of reinvent that for us what's your take on it man
1: the the irony is I just saw uh a big thought leader on LinkedIn that was uh, giving a presentation on why that's a false narrative, right? Because you think about Google has the largest, if not the largest, the second largest data set in the world, right? Second, maybe only to Facebook. So when you think about that and how, and again, if you're old enough to remember the old internet, right, that was a lot easier to trick and it just wasn't intelligent. So you think about how, how progressive, google has been as a as a company and as a search engine to be able to understand you so much where we now and this is something that's rolling out i don't know if it's if everyone's gotten the beta of it right of all users but now when you search google has given you little options to be able to check a box to be able to say like i'm i'm, I'm gluten intolerant so if i'm looking for fried chicken it'll add you know fried chicken recipe and at down below it'll say gluten or paleo or whatever right like that's how smart the the search engine has become so i i don't know that um i think it's it's access to the general public is different but i don't know that it changes anything for for me or you because even if you play with some of the more robust ai tools when it comes to creating content the content is good but it's not great right like it doesn't have that human touch so it, it, you know, and I mean, I, 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 I'll i give one more example. I talked to someone yesterday and they were talking about one of the one of the main search tools like that we use, we use Simrush, And uh, the, the conversation was, well, don't you just throw some stuff in there and it kicks everything out? And it's like, well, theoretically, yes, but if you don't know what you're putting in, you really don't have a value for what comes back. So even with AI, you have to have a baseline to understand what you're putting into the AI to be able to get the proper result. So I think that, it's uh I think it's a, I think it's a it's it's a great way to make AI sound cool and it is cool but I don't think that it that it completely replaces creatives or even I don't think SEOs are creative right I think we're we're technical, but um, even even SEOs I don't I don't think it completely replaces us.
0: I agree with you, man. I don't think it's it's a complete replacement. Uh, and I, I love what you said. Garbage in, garbage out, dude. I mean, that's really what it comes in. You don't know what... Even if you ask it for a specific code, right? And I've saw, I've, I've seen TikToks where they write code. You better know how to read the code to make sure that that stuff even works, right? Like you still got to understand 100%. how it is in that industry. So writing ad copy, writing all this stuff, uh,
1: even SEO.
0: Yeah, you can look at AI, but if you don't know what the heck it's spitting out, what
1: are you going to do thing I would I would add to that. Right. If you think about in the, the marketplace is different, right? So this is this is not applied to today's Fiverr. But like back in the day, you better go on Fiverr. And now nothing costs five dollars on Fiverr. Right. Which I think is amazing. But back in the day, everything costs five dollars on Fiverr. And you could go to someone on Fiverr and say, hey, I need you to do I need you to write me a bio. Right. And they say, OK, give me some information. You give them bad information. They come back with this choppy English. Bio, right it, it and it took all the work away from you. They did an amazing job with the information that you gave them. or you could tell them, can you write a piece of code for me? The code is 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 sloppy at best, right? It doesn't apply the way you expected it to, but because the only thing you said was write a piece of code for me and again, this was a human that did it. but because you couldn't articulate it properly, it was impossible for them to execute the process. I think it's the same thing with AI i
0: totally agree i couldn't have said it even
1: any better you're exactly right inflation and you still need
0: the human element and you got to know what you're asking for ladies and gents real quick before we head out for today make sure you guys check out jordanmarketingconsultants.com jordanmarketingconsultants.com he's here sharing all these great gems with us so uh by the way abdul says by the way arnon love your voice quality from the new mic. love it uh for those of you who are thinking about doing podcasting as your content strategy Dude, this is just a blue Yeti mic. It was like 50, 60 bucks. It's Klinex USB. It's my travel one. So it works perfectly great. You need a content strategy. You need a marketing team. If you're in business, you need to be putting stuff out there. And people like Wendell are helping you get that stuff squared away. So one more time, JordanMarketingConsultants.com. JordanMarketingConsultants.com. Wendell, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Ladies and gents, we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home.